Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's Monday, May 8th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here go with Adrian Bless for your daily news roundup. On today's, we're talking Bitcoin, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, Ether, and most other top-traded tokens are down in markets showing almost universally red this morning. Bitbull Capital CEO Joe DiBasquelli points to meme coins as a reason for a pump in market sentiment but fairly flat activity for the crypto majors. Quote, The market hasn't moved strongly this week, but the peak sentiment has been on a roller coaster with meme coin mania at peak. He wrote to Coindesk in a note, continuing, With Pepe and other meme coins posting high five-figure percentage gains, we wouldn't be surprised if a market-wide rally materializes in the near term. End quote. The Bitbull CEO notes that Bitcoin still hasn't tested support levels on the downside and that Bollinger Bands continue to tighten. That means that the gap between the upper and lower extremes of the recent trading range is narrowing, indicating a decrease in market volatility. And that typically suggests that a significant price movement might be on the horizon, as periods of low volatility often precede larger market trends. Quote, Moving forward, we'd expect a strong bounce off 25,000 to continue another leg above 30k. End quote. In fact, zooming in a bit on meme coin mechanics, trading volume in meme coins or cryptocurrencies whose value is essentially that their name or concept hitches its wagon to a hopefully popular internet meme, surged last week in a move reminiscent of frenzied activity ahead of previous Bitcoin market tops. The crypto market saw some $2.3 billion in meme coin trading volume just last week. That's a six-fold rise from the preceding week's $387 million, and the most meme coin trading that we've seen since May of 2021, according to blockchain observer James Tolan's Dune Analytics Space Tracker. This time around, the speculative mania was led by Pepe Coin, or Pepe, the latest iteration of the frog-themed meme coin launched back in mid-April with a supply of some 420 trillion coins. Pepe crossed the $1 billion in theoretical market capitalization on Friday, eventually peaking at $1.82 billion, a staggering achievement, if we can call it that, for a three-week-old meme coin. At press time this morning, Pepe's market cap stands at $931 million, according to CoinGecko. The Pepe frenzy, of course, has also spurred speculation in other low-cap tokens like Dino, Chad, and others, which rose by several hundred percent in the past two weeks. 
And of course, historically, speculative mania in non-serious cryptocurrencies, which is what you can describe meme coins as, has often predicted major market tops or bearish reversals in Bitcoin, the leading cryptocurrency by market value. And speaking of Bitcoin, meme coins have had a ripple effect on the network. Fees to include your transaction into the Bitcoin blockchain have surged to two-year highs as fungible tokens built on top of the original cryptocurrency using the BRC20 standard and the rising popularity of the Ordinals protocol driving an NFT-like experience are creating extra demand for block space. The average transaction on the Bitcoin network was hovering at just under $20 earlier this morning, and that is up quite a bit from last week's average just above a dollar. The last time we saw levels like this was, of course, May 2021, when Bitcoin prices set a then-record peak of $60,000. The number of non-fungible tokens or NFTs tied to the Bitcoin blockchain through the Ordinals protocol surged above 3 million last week, after a one-day spike in activity that mainly consisted of text-based assets. Data from Dune Analytics showed. The tokens, called inscriptions, function on the Ordinals protocol. Ordinals is the latest currently in vogue way for users to embed data into the Bitcoin blockchain. And depending on who you ask, this is either proof that Bitcoin really is a neutral data protocol, and so long as you comply with the low-level rules of the system and are willing to pay the fees, you can do whatever you want with it. Or, on the other hand, some people believe that any use of Bitcoin other than for transfers of its native token or to enable something like the Lightning Network are inherently wrong. And as one developer recently said about the issue, quote, they're attacking Bitcoin, not using it, end quote. Either way, this latest round of focus on Bitcoin-based non-currency tokens has pushed up activity significantly, leading some analysts to call it a sign of network adoption, which adds to Bitcoin's fundamental narrative. Quote, During the last peak in 2019, most Bitcoin transactions skewed towards larger sizes, in the range of $1,000 to $10,000, said Tom Rogers, head of research at ETC Group in an email at Coindesk. He continued, This suggests most Bitcoin users were using the blockchain for trading. Compare that to today. The largest cohort of Bitcoin transactions, more than 350,000 of them, came from transferring under a dollar. This suggests a huge increase in Bitcoin velocity, or the amount of Bitcoin being transacted by users, instead of being locked up in cold wallets and held over the long term. End quote. And while adoption has been brisk, the network congestion has briefly caused problems at crypto exchanges including Binance, which paused its Bitcoin withdrawal process twice over the weekend. Binance briefly paused withdrawals for about two hours on Sunday, as the number of unconfirmed transactions waiting for inclusion in the Bitcoin blockchain hit a record high. It had a second pause later in the evening, quote, To prevent a similar recurrence in the future, our fees have been adjusted. We will continue to monitor on-chain activity and adjust accordingly if needed, the company said in a tweet. Continuing, Our team has also been working on enabling Bitcoin Lightning Network withdrawals, which will help in such situations, end quote. The number of unconfirmed transactions waiting for inclusion into the Bitcoin blockchain was approaching about a half a million when the second halt took place. It's now beginning to decline, and is currently just over 430,000 transactions waiting over a 12-hour period. But honestly, all of these dynamics don't matter anywhere near as much as the big picture. And currently, there's plenty of uncertainty in the air, courtesy of the ongoing monetary policy-induced banking crisis of 2023, as well as a whole lot of flag-waving about the debt ceiling that we'll likely talk about as that gets closer. Friday's official jobs report, which was described as strong by those who still believe the official statistics and who haven't been watching the cycle of downward revisions, have raised expectations that the Federal Reserve's tightening cycle is over. But if you're looking for more official statistics, new U.S. inflation data will be out later this week. Quote, the world seems full of unknown unknowns right now, Greg Magadini, director of derivatives at Amber Data said in a weekly newsletter. Continuing, a risk-off crash would likely hurt ETH spot prices a lot due to its altcoin nature, but on the flip side, if we really truly are resuming a crypto bull market, then altcoin should outperform. ETH should outrally BTC in that traditional crypto bull scenario. End quote. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Lila Ledesma, Amkar Gumbly, and Sherry Amala. 
Bitcoin is currently trading at $27,954 per token. That's down about 3.7% since our show on Friday, while Ether is trading at $1,869 per ETH. That's down about 2.2% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,224. That compares against Friday's reading of 1,272 and represents about a three and three quarters decline across top traded tokens since Friday. And now with traditional markets, here's Adrian Blust. Thank you, Adam. U.S. regional banks rallied further in pre-market trading this morning as concerns over their health eased, with the momentum also underpinning gains for stocks in Europe and Asia. Comparing against our numbers last Friday and over the weekend, the tech-heavy Nasdaq gained three-quarters of a percent, while the S&P 500 gained four-tenths. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, meanwhile, gained just over two-tenths of a point. In Europe, most major indices gained, with the regional stock 600 gaining three-quarters of a percent, while Germany's DAX, meanwhile, gained half a point. London's FTSE 100 gained just under a third of a point. In Asia, stocks are mixed, with mainland China's Shanghai Composite Index leading the gains, jumping up 1.8%, while Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index gained 1.25%. Japan's Nikkei 225 bucked the trend and lost 7 tenths of a point. In commodities markets, Brent crude, the global benchmark for oil, gained 1 and 3 fourths of a percent, trading at $77.06 per barrel. Gold, meanwhile, continued its climb, trading up 9 tenths of a percent at $2,030 per troy ounce. Today's traditional market coverage draws from the FT and MarketWatch. Thanks very much for that, Adrian. Stay tuned for After the Break. We'll dig into some top headlines. I'll be right back. Hey, listeners, Adam B. Levine here with some exciting news. As of Monday, May 1st, you'll be able to find Markets Daily on the Coindesk Podcast Network, as well as this feed that you currently subscribe to. The Coindesk Podcast Network actually is something that I started when I was a managing editor at Coindesk and has tons of interesting content that'll take you beyond the headlines and provide a wide array of perspectives, which is something very important to me. We've got a very special program to share with you on May 1st to kick off this next era in the history of Markets Daily. So go check it out. Give it a follow. You'll find the link in the show notes. And thanks for listening. Welcome back. Lawyers for Voyager Digital say the bankrupt crypto lender will self-liquidate its assets and wind down operations after failing to navigate a sale to either FTX US or Binance US. The announcement, made in a court filing on Friday, comes 10 days after Binance US abruptly pulled out of a $1 billion deal to purchase Voyager Digital's assets, following a US government intervention to block part of it. Before the deal with Binance.us, the crypto lender had negotiated an initial deal to sell itself to FTX, a transaction that fell apart when FTX filed for bankruptcy protection itself in November. According to the filing, Voyager customers are expected to receive an initial recovery of some 36% of their crypto holdings, which is about half of what they would have received had either deal gone through. Remember, the SEC is here to protect investors. Coindesk's Cheyenne Lincoln has the details. Elsewhere, Kenya's finance ministry, the National Treasury, has proposed a 3% tax on the transfer of digital assets for the coming budget year, according to a Bloomberg report that cites proposals presented to lawmakers. The proposed tax appears to be the first to layer costs on top of the crypto industry without necessarily legitimizing the space in any other way, a move that under nations have undertaken in recent times too. Roughly 8.5% of the Kenyan population, or roughly 4.25 million people, own cryptocurrencies, ranking the nation fifth in the world in global crypto adoption, according to a report by the United Nations. Coindesk's Amitash Singh reports. 
Meanwhile, shares of publicly traded Coinbase are up sharply after the company's first quarter results topped analyst estimates on both revenue and loss per share. Quote, Overall, we were pleased with the result and would characterize the near-term financial outlook as a modest positive to expectations, Devin Ryan, JMP Securities Financial Technology Research Director, wrote in a note to investors, continuing, Given the continuation of a challenging environment, coupled with all the regulatory headlines, it was nice to see a relatively clean quarter with respectable results, all things considered, end quote. The crypto exchange on Thursday evening reported a first-quarter adjusted loss per share of $0.34 cents versus forecast of a loss of $1.45 per share. Revenue for the quarter was $773 million and topped estimates of $655 million. All told, they were up about 23% from the fourth quarter of last year. Coindesk's Elaine Braun has more. In Washington, the U.S. Department of Justice's National Security Division is conducting an inquiry into whether Binance allowed Russian customers to access the exchange in violation of U.S. sanctions related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's according to a Bloomberg report that cites five people familiar with the matter. The Justice Department inquiry is another high-profile action against Binance after a 2021 joint investigation with the Internal Revenue Service against the global exchange. And not to be left out, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, has also been investigating Binance for its relationship with two firms owned by its founder. That investigation has been going on since early last year at least. Coindesk's Amitosh Singh reports. In other news, under a new bill proposed Friday by Attorney General Letitia James, the New York Department of Financial Services would have stronger authority to regulate digital assets, with exchanges having to reimburse customers if they're victims of fraud, similar to how it works with banks. Of course, cryptocurrency is not a traditional form of money that can actually have that work in any sort of reasonable way. But hey, at least they're trying to pass some rules rather than just doing stuff. Quote, we're proposing common sense measures to protect investors and end the fraud and dysfunction that has become the hallmarks of cryptocurrency. The proposed New York legislation could directly oppose some core tendencies of crypto companies to provide a range of activities, like trading platforms, custody, and brokerage services. That all-in-one approach would be counted as an illegal conflict of interest under the new proposal. The legislation also seeks to ban marketplaces from keeping custody of customer funds. Personally, the most interesting part of that proposed package is its definition of stablecoins, which would essentially limit the category to one. Centralized, dollar-collateralized tokens, which would mean that players like MakerDAO, Algorithmics, and other innovative approaches would not be able to use that name in the Empire State. Coindesk's Jack Schickler, Jesse Hamilton, and Sundali Hundagama have more on this one. And finally, Liechtenstein is planning to add Bitcoin as a payment option for government services, which would then be immediately swapped for Swiss francs, the country's national currency. That's according to a new report from a German news outlet out yesterday. And that's it. That's the headline. Windows Sundali Hanagama. There's more on this one too. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily.